Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, May 22nd. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt. St. Louis singer Neil Salsic used to watch The Voice on NBC and dream of going on the show with his take of rock, bluegrass, and country music. I was watching these great singers sing these great songs, and I really thought, you know, I think I can do that too. I wanted to sing in front of just these amazing celebrity musicians. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis talked to Salsic, who realized that dream by competing on The Voice this season. That's coming up on The Gateway. Critics of Missouri's regional haze plant say it doesn't do enough to reduce the pollution that causes haze. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports they want the federal government to step in and implement its own plan. The regional haze rule from the U.S. EPA calls on states and federal agencies to improve the air quality in the country's national parks. Missouri's coal-fired power plants are some of the country's largest emitters of sulfur dioxide and nitrogen oxides, which both contribute to regional haze. Jen DeRose is the Sierra Club's Beyond Coal campaign representative in Missouri. She says reducing haze is not just about the air quality in national parks. It's also a problem because the same pollution that causes haze causes all sorts of health issues, exacerbating health conditions that have to do with respiratory illnesses like asthma. State regulators say their plan will make reductions in regional haze by requiring coal plants to use the emission control equipment they already have. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Enrollment for Missouri-funded preschool programs dropped by 1,200 children during the last school year. The National Institute for Early Education Research report attributed Missouri's loss to the state phasing out a program that funds preschools. W. Stephen Barnett is director and founder of the National Institute. He says many states are having problems retaining preschool teachers, and pay is a big issue. If more states don't respond with policies to increase compensation, we think they're going to be large continuing problems. Missouri education officials have offered grants to retain and hire pre-K teachers. State legislators this year approved $82 million for public and community-based pre-K grants. Missouri U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt says he's optimistic that his Republican colleagues can get spending concessions in exchange for raising the nation's debt ceiling. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Schmidt's appearance on Politically Speaking. Schmidt was one of numerous GOP senators who opposed raising the debt ceiling without a major overhaul of federal spending priorities. Democrats, including President Joe Biden, have opposed that approach and have chided Republicans for potentially putting the country on the brink of default. Because Republicans control the House and Democrats have a small majority in the Senate, Schmidt expects some sort of compromise that the GOP can support. I, I appreciate the fact that the House was able you know, to move something forward and we're going to have a real debate about what this thing looks like. Financial analysts have said Congress has until June 1st to raise the debt ceiling in order to avoid default. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois state senators have passed a measure aimed at protecting license plate data of people driving from other states to receive abortion care. The measure would prohibit automated license plate reader companies from sharing data with law enforcement from states where abortion access is restricted, specifically for the purpose of prosecuting the person. The measure would also bar other states from using this data to investigate someone's immigration status. Democratic Senator Sarah Feigenholz 
says there's not enough data privacy protections as license plate readers become more widely used. Right now, we um, are reading stories about women and persons being stalked at healthcare centers, at protests, and at immigration clinics. The measure needs a final vote from the House before proceeding to the governor. People around the country got to see St. Louis singer Neil Sosick on TV in recent months. He was a contestant on The Voice, the NBC show that pits singers against each other for a record deal. Salsik is no longer on the show, but his take on bluegrass, rock, and country music captivated the show's judges. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis asked Salsik why he selected Hank Williams' Honky Tonk Blues for his blind audition. That's a song that excites me when I hear it. I love taking an old scratchy recording, feeling that excitement in it, and showing people in 2023 how hip it is Mm. and how cool it is. When I sing it, you know, that's my goal. Well, I went to a dance and pulled out my shoes. Woke up this morning wishing I could lose them jumping honky-tonk blues. Why did you audition for it? I was watching these great singers sing these great songs, and I really thought, you know, I think I can do that too. And I wanted to sing in front of people like John Legend or Kelly Clarkson or just these amazing, amazing celebrity musicians. There was a point of the season where you sang Taking It to the Streets by the Doobie Brothers. Uh, It was actually the Doobie Brothers' first single, Michael McDonald, a St. Louis native on vocals. Take this message to my brother You will find him When you sang that song, you were pitted against Grace West, who was another singer that this season. Um, your coach at the time, Blake Shelton, chose Grace West over you. C- could you take me back to that moment? I mean, how were you feeling? I hadn't had a chance to hear her sing, and when I did, I thought, oh, man, she's she's just got a great voice. And that's the thing about voices. There's, like, you can have one great voice and another great voice, and they could just be totally different, and they're still great, you know? So I kind of, I kind of saw that in her. I thought, well, I'm a certain vibe. She's a certain vibe, but I was definitely aware of the possibility that Blake could pick her. Now, Blake did pick her, but hope was not lost Mm -hmm. because right as that moment happened and you were walking away, Judge and Senior Kelly Clarkson jumped in and she was able to save you. So could you talk a little bit about how that worked? She gave me some more life and I'm just, I'm super grateful for that. I also kind of, I knew my performance was really good. And so I just had a feeling that someone was, one of the coaches were going to save me. Could you kind of take us back to that moment then Mm -hmm. when you were eliminated? What was going through your head at at that exact time? It was a disappointment, but not a defeat or not, and not anything crushing, you know, it was just, it just happened in the moment. And and I was prepared for that if it did happen and it did. Let's actually pivot a little bit to the Mighty Pines. That's a local band that you founded in 2012 and that you sing and play guitar for. Who are the artists that really kind of stood out to the band and kind of influenced the Mm -hmm. sound that you all have propelled forward? We started being really influenced by bluegrass music. In college, we were listening to a lot of jam bands. As the years progressed, I think we all wanted to express something else with our music, too. And that's why I call us rock and roll. We present acoustically, but we play electrically. That St. Louis-based band, The Mighty Pines, was late last night, the title track off their 2020 album. 
So compared to your 2017 album, this music, at least to me, sounds a little bit more upbeat. I wanted to know if that's accurate and what went into putting together your most recent album. It's certainly, you know, upbeat. It's a lot more than that, too. It's just more us. It's more diverse, that's for sure, in our sounds. But it does still come together as a cohesive album. What do you want people to take away from your time on The Voice and your music career so far? I want people to be proud of St. Louis. You know, that that was the most meaningful part of this experience for me and the, one of the most surprising. I want people to feel excited about what's happening right now and what is going to happen. But there's something happening right now like um, – embers of a of a fire or something that is just like it's start you can watch it and you just know something's about to like catch flame i can really feel that so i think it's going to be a really exciting couple years in st louis for music that was singer neil sosek speaking with st louis public radio's chad davis our david Cazares edited that report the news director of st louis public radio is ashley lisenby Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.